0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Roll blob Podcast, presented by the Broken Anchor, with Andy and Cap. I'm Cap. He's Andy. Andy, talk to me.
1: Honestly, don't know if I have words today. Lucky everybody else because today was wild.
0: <laughs> like, absolutely wild, man. Like it's 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 hard working right now, man. Because I leave for five minutes and it's just all shit breaks loose. Like it's insane.
1: Like I mean, no lie. At one point, like I had I was helping a customer for about ten minutes. I look at my phone again, and I have 11 notifications on three different accounts.
0: And <laughs> <Not> to brag, <laughs> The man's got burners confirmed. Um, speak, of the, speak of the devil, it's a great time to be a burner. Burners are taking over the world. Uh, but we have a good episode for you today. Um, obviously, we wanted to do our shootout episode last week. But since Hot Balls you know, takes 30 minutes to answer every single question, uh, we're going to move that up to today. <laughs> so we will, we will do our big roll blob uh shootout episode today um with a couple odds and ends you know andy we got to get into jonas hayes wishing me a happy birthday we got to get into the athletic the athletic article uh the bengals a little bit I'll you i'll talk my shit you'll defend them you know <laughs> the usual we'll uh we'll say eric goodbyes the fist magic we'll uh kind of you know send our condolences to the atlanta fan base because we get what they're going through but other than that andy shootout galore
1: and i mean i think that's the emotions are rising so I mean, that's what the people want or don't want from us. Uh, so, and you know, if they don't want it, we got to give it to them.
0: You so. got to, man. You got to strike while the iron's hot, and I think with shoot out the iron is super hot. So, without further ado, man, I say, I say, we get to it.
2: Upset Arizona! Round starting to dribble, he moves and he pops up. He hits! Yes, Lady Brown! Xavier wins it! The Muskies win it! 71-69! And this the favorite. UC Bearcats are number one in the
0: country, number two in their own city. All right, welcome to the Blobcast, Andy. How we doing?
1: And I mean, I think we had a pretty damn good week. I mean, you, good sir. Busy. Had herself a little birthday on Friday, so
0: people I have people, heard that yeah
1: that it, it was, it was actually <laughs> the biggest event on Twitter on the week over the weekend.
0: That was insane, honestly. Like that was honestly really cool. Like I wasn't expecting that at all.
1: Did anybody cool give you a happy birthday wish?
0: I uh, no one really notable. Oh wait, only Jonas fucking Hayes, the
1: birthday the, the birthday happy king
0: himself. That was so fucking funny, man. It it wasn't even about like the. uh just like the making me feel good i mean don't get me wrong it was fucking cool but it was more just like that it was fucking hilarious like for i just think it's getting, it's getting funnier and funnier like how like burners are kind of getting credibility you know what i mean like a fucking assistant coach at xavier shouted out a fucking burner account
1: <laughs> never seen your face before
0: there's it's no like- name even attached to my fucking account dude it's it's fucking shenanigans dude. he has no like you could be
1: standing next to him at, at dana's and you know no like, fucking idea thanks for the happy birthday wish, and he'd be like, "I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not it's the best
0: to you. of both worlds, bro. You get all the fucking bullshit of Twitter without anyone knowing it's fucking you. It's the best <laughs> that was Which, fucking hilarious, dude what was my face like because I was already fucking drunk when this shit happened
1: yeah i mean I, we were we were all pretty blissed by that point because it did, ha- did happen kind of late, but I swear your smile went beyond your ears. <laughs> uh, you were literally I just, a kid who just met, like, you'd have the same reaction if you met Justin Dolman
0: as a kid. That would have been crazy. I just think once it reached like seven, eight o'clock at night, I was like, ah, shit, ain't happening, man. It's
1: not gonna ah. happen.
0: We were close. I thought he was going to. I was like, ah, shit. I thought we were gonna It was, get it it was it. Like, like ten I o'clock. Yeah, I know. It, it didn't didn't late, dude. Fucking <laughs> late. That shit was late. You hey, just gotta play with your heart a little bit. And then it was funny because like once he sent it, like Kevin Fry and like C J Anderson and like. Just like, it, takes just, it just it takes one. You know, it just takes one like I'm legit beautiful. person with a name. Yeah, that's literally it. Such a copycat business. I <laughs> like everything. Yeah, but that was like, fucking cool. Big big win for Cap Industries. And then, speaking of wins for Cap Industries.
1: Bigger win today. Oh,
0: There's this little-known uh, sports outlet called The Athletic who did a thing.
1: Uh, they're not as big as The Broken Anchor, but they're no, pretty big. There. They're well-known.
0: They're getting there. Yeah, even Brandon uh, shouted me out with nine other – uh, Twitter account. So unfortunately, I'm in the same breath as No Escalators. That's a damn shame. Uh, that fucking guy. But yeah, don't ever let me go Hollywood. Like fucking No Escalators. That fucker. Acknowledge Hall, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag
1: a- acknowledge Hall.
0: No escalators. We're better than you, and we know it. He's such a fucker. <laughs> I love him, but he's a fucker. There's um, two people. Apparently. They're fuckers. They're fuckers. Yeah, so yeah. they're kind of cheating, in my opinion, Andy. <laughs>
1: And they have two brains, two dumbasses yeah. going at once.
0: Yeah, could you imagine if you and me were running Captain Xavier? She would be unstoppable.
1: I'll, like, it, it'd be 45 tweets a second.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, so, But just cool stuff, man. I mean, it's just kind of cool to be in that same light. And I was looking at all the accounts. The average follower account had to be, like, fifteen, ten.
1: Oh, yeah, like, they, they had some big ones in there.
0: I think the next lowest was, like, 6,000. I hit 2K <laughs> today just because of that. Like, I went from – I went from, like, 1905 to, like, 2120 – or 2020, sorry. Oh, damn. Just Shout off of that. Out to the year. Yeah, we got 2K. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, literally. Um, But it's just really cool, man. It's just, it's just cool for the brand and cool for everybody. Like, I swear I mean it when I say it, man. Like, I literally created the Twitter account just to, like, you know, boost the Xavier fan experience, man, just for the Xavier brand, bro. Like, because I just – you know, thought that we could do cooler stuff on Twitter and, you know, be out there and, you know, make Xavier's fan base look good and, you know, maybe not look good. I mean, that's definitely not working out. But you know what I mean though? Just like show like how passionate we are about basketball, you know? And I just kind of thought, you know, Hey, I I like the social media bullshit. It's fun. I enjoy it. And if I can, you know, try and promote the brand and just get Xavier out there a little bit more then I'm all for
1: it. And Twitter, like the power of Twitter. I mean, the Twitter, the twitter.com got us a TBT team. It got UConn to the big East. (laughs) Um, maybe it'll get Providence to recruit one of these days. <laughs> An athletic marvel,
0: um, Jonas Hayes. <laughs>
1: like, like little nobodies like us who, I mean, two years ago, were, one we're on a ship and me, like, I was a complete bum. Like,
0: no names at all. Like, complete no
1: fuck names. up, and no one even knows who we are now. Like, people recognize us, which I mean, it's yeah. not like not like we're famous or like. Our names are out there.
0: Yeah, just like social
1: media.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy what, what social media can do and the power of it. And, and it's just kind of like a powder keg, man. Like, once one thing happens and goes apeshit, it can just go absolutely bananas. Downright and, um, bananas. And what's wild is downright bananas. <laughs> Hashtag downright bananas. And it's just crazy, too, because, like, when I created the account, like, nothing crazy basketball wise has happened for Xavier at all. It's been, like, two of the worst years we've had in a long time. <laughs> So I can't even imagine the kind of shit that's going to happen when we actually do something, you know?
1: When people actually respect us.
0: Yeah, like, so it, it's been crazy, bro, because that's when the, the real stuff hits. I mean, Xavier's account, I remember watching the Xavier numbers, like, what I think they got an extra, like, 10 to 15 to 20,000 followers when we made that Elite Eight, you know? Like, that's the kind of stuff that makes stuff go fucking crazy. But, it, you know, it's not about that. It's just about, you know, trying to – honestly, man. Like, I, I really is the awful one mentality of just, like – the fan base and you know just showing love bro like i just love their basketball and love just you know trying to make it better and people
1: love passion people love positivity um people love trolling there's captain <laughs> savior right there
0: <laughs> yeah that's the trifecta right there the holy trinity <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of cool man like because i just would have never imagined that kind of stuff so it's, it's they, just fun man it, the troll trinity absolutely so just cool stuff man and big for everybody and honestly all the crazies made it happen like it just doesn't happen just based on one twitter account you know
1: i like the, the like is the big the biggest thing for you has been the interaction and yeah, no you course. get interaction nonstop i cannot imagine having your notifications on
0: it gets wild it gets wild but shouts cap industries man because that's like a that's a team award right there it's just really cool shit um, and, and then too just like the fucking burners are going wild like i don't know if i just opened the floodgates for burners but holy fuck
1: i have no idea
0: um <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just but like the, everyone's like at about- control your burners. it's like how many burners do you think i can fucking have like,
1: right like these these aren't well. you believe it or not they
0: aren't you <laughs> literally like like there's six people tweeting at the exact same time like i i don't know how many you think i can control at once man I'm just i'm just a dude you know
1: just just one dude
0: fuck yeah it just gets crazy man and it's like they're all horny too so i guess we kind of
1: uh, uh we i got guess two, we've had some
0: kind of an impact
1: we literally have two x-rated xavier accounts now yeah uh, uh-huh i don't I, know how i feel about that
0: i hate to say i feel at least partially responsible <laughs> <laughs> you made
1: horniness cool
0: yeah we've we made yeah. horniness cool yeah, but, but now just, the
1: new agenda is abstinence
0: yeah i know right it's a new wave now yeah we went so far in one direction i feel like we just got to steer it all in the direction to try <laughs> to at least just restore balance a little bit it's just insane it
1: was, we were so, like we were so far into the horniness like, like the way we were talking it was like you know banging three chicks an hour
0: <laughs> and then, whoa like, shout, that, out to
1: shout out to Q ball shout out to Denny too <laughs> um right. and now we're like you know what n- no sex ever
0: no, until marriage. marriage. Not until marriage. No, if you ever get married, I think I'm, just going, I'm, just, sex. I'm just going for sainthood. Yeah, I'm just going to be a priest. Uh, good times, though, bro. Absolutely good times on the Twitter sphere as always. Um, so let's just cover a little bit of around the world real quick before we get into the shootout. So water is wet, Andy. The Bengals lost again.
1: Water is wet. The sun rose today. Yep. Cap has a boner.
0: Kobe's hopping his but, pillow. Uh, and the, and the Bengals lost. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but dude, they looked so fucking good, man. I mean, the first, what was there like, up three touchdowns to start it the was game? 21-0,
1: first quarter. 21-0 in the first nervous. quarter. Travis okay. Steele will
0: sweat.
1: Uh, oh, man, of course, we I mean, know us Bengals fans, we're all talking our shit. We're, like, we're yep. t- talking to the Colt fans. Like, what's up? What'd it do? Where are you guys? Did you guys forget to show up today? And then.
0: Yeah. That, and Then the, the, thing they, they things happen. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Honestly, I think the Bengals showed what they're capable of, and you know they looked fucking crazy good.
1: They showed they showed up. They showed an upside. Joe Burrow finally hit a deep ball. AJ Green had an incredible game. Eight catches for ninety six yards. That was a really good sign. That was a um,
0: really good sign. Yeah,
1: getting him involved early was huge for him because you know I mean, he's been frustrated. He had he's had one catch in the past two games. The and trade
0: they, made stuff.
1: The yeah, like <laughs> there was a lot of attention on AJ Green,
0: but yeah, not what you showed, want. that that uh, helped a lot.
1: Um, he and Burrow build a lot of chemistry they will be able to hit a slant like they got that time you can get AJ
0: incorporated bro. that's a whole other offense I mean with Tyler Boyd and uh, you know and also Higgins has been fucking awesome you know so they've got dudes you can get AJ involved even to be kind of what he used to be I mean the receiving targets are incredible
1: because like he has some some of the surest hands in football and his footwork is incredible so um, he's got to
0: get get, get that explosiveness back saw it when he was playing on the sideline and he had a couple incredible you know toe touches um so really really good stuff for the Bengals there but I was thinking Andy I was watching the fucking Cowboys game and I was like Bengals suck I think they're bottom one of the worst eight teams in football but I think they'd win the NFC East (laughs) They might. I legitimately think they'd probably win the NFC East it's so fucking bad
1: I mean, I will say that the Cowboys did have some offensive line issues. Um, so if they if they could get the running game go, going, I think they do beat us. But the but way they looked on death, Monday, man, it's even worse. It, it's awful. Because <laughs> I mean, I've been a big Andy Dalton supporter his entire career, but I am going to be the last person to say he looked good on Monday. Keep keep him within ten yards, and he was not hitting it at all. Like he, it he's a, a linebacker tough in the look back. For the red
0: rifle. Tough look for the Red Rifle. And, I mean, it was essentially just like a Bengals comedy show. I mean, it was just like us watching what we had watched for the Bengals for years. I mean, he was just throwing them, you know, double coverage, like, with nothing there. I think he threw one right to a linebacker. And then I think one of the first throws of the game was, like, right in a linebacker's chest and just dropped it. And that kind of set the precedence for the rest of the game. I mean, it was just ugly. I mean, I was just laughing my ass off.
1: Yeah, um, Bengals fans were having having a field day, um, especially Which when he it.
0: They Which do. Bengals yes. fans fucking deserved. I love the Bobby Reeks tweet, like because it was raining like crazy and the roads were nuts, and it was like rains the Cincinnati drivers as prime time games are to Andy Dalton. <laughs> like, fuck. But, <laughs> so I mean, true. I though. can't disagree. No, yeah. no, both uh, are true. Yeah,
1: I personally won't sit here and mock Andy Dalton because I still love the guy. No. Uh, but man, so I will. I will laugh. Those were funny.
0: But I mean, you had to admit, as a you know, growing up and watching the whole Andy Dalton era, that was fucking hilarious. It,
1: it was especially when he threw that interception to Drake Kirkpatrick. Especially Drake Kirkpatrick won. Um, <laughs> he tackled the receiver, so <laughs> easy DPI, and then Andy the and incredible Andy uh, the interception. Go
0: ahead. You see the incredible reporting by Marcus Walters. Oh my
2: God! Yes. So
0: obviously they were, you know, they played Cincinnati together. But per Marcus Walters, huge, huge source, they are Eskimo Bros. Andy Dalton and Drake or Pratt. People forget that.
1: Um, and people, people just learned that. And great work, I think Mr. Walters. They had, they had a great, I mean,
0: way Always to break that news. Always the scoop, for Mr. Walters. Verify that man. <laughs> off the Mick, off the Mick beat. Now onto the on Cincinnati. Oh, that's fucking great, like Belichick on Cincinnati. But, man, I really think they take the NFC East, man. I think it would at least be a freaking gauntlet between those five teams.
1: If they have the um, – let's see. Here's, here's the way I'd picture it. The um, Bengals and the um, Cowboys Bengals? are playing uh, – So, what, what team do the Bengals replace in the AFC in the, um, NFC East? They're just making a five-team division.
0: A five-team division? It all right. in a hypothetical universe anyway yeah
1: all right so we have the bangles and the cowboys both sitting there at five and ten in first place <laughs> tied for first week 17
0: <laughs> tied for first at five and ten
1: <laughs> who is going to get that sixth win i got my money on the bangles with Andy Dalton under center? Yeah,
0: if it's a big game to go into the playoffs, yeah. I would I just think it would be fucking hilarious to watch Andy Dalton go to the playoffs with the Cowboys with like six wins and then win a playoff game. That would just be the funniest shit of all time. That was and Andy Logan's because He's such a good dude. I know. That'd be so funny. I also heard today in other news that uh the football team is supposed to stay the football team through twenty twenty two.
2: Are you serious? Yeah, they
0: have no plans of changing it for the immediate future.
1: I think they, they like they've gotten they've gotten more uh, media coverage as the football team than, than they did as the Redskins. At least positive. I know coverage.
0: I'll tell you what, bro. I hated it when it first happened. I thought it was the biggest fucking joke, and now I couldn't be more here for it. Because like all sports names are stupid. They're all just made up bullshit. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like like what, what does a Bengal have anything to do with Cincinnati? You know what I'm saying? Like literally nothing. So I'm just here for it. It's fucking weird, and it's like all these billionaires got paid you know, billions of dollars to come up with the name football team. You know what I mean? Like, like come on, bro. It's just, I'm just here for the anarchy, man. man. I just think it's hilarious. Like, they're just shitting in the faces of everybody. Like, we don't give a fuck. Like, we're going to call it the football team, and you're going to deal with it.
1: <laughs> and it's like, um, uh, you, like people spend all this time. Like, if, if you create, like, a, two, a 2K prime team, they spend, like, two hours thinking of a cool name. It <laughs> sucks. And then you're out there like, you know, we're the green team and they kick your ass.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or
0: team magenta. Oh, that's fire.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> like in insane, fantasy, bro. like there's, there's nothing worse than losing in fantasy to like team Smith.
0: Yeah. to like Sam's neat team <laughs> on Yahoo. Like, Oh, I just lost a Sam's neat team by 12. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Brutal bro. Absolutely <laughs> really brutal. Um, but speaking of fantasy gods, I think it is time to bury Fitzmagic. Not literally. He's not dead. but Shout out to Hall. Shout out to Hall again. Hall made two fucking appearances in this podcast. Um, but it's officially a time. The Dolphins have announced Tua is going to be their starting quarterback. So I think it's time to take a quick stroll down memory lane and all things that have been Fitzmagic. He's given us so many memories. I will I'm going to miss him. That's the McCrone music. Um, <laughs> that's Mick Cronin music, but man, he's just been the epitome of entertainment and he's just like your perfect quarterback. Cause I always say, don't go eight and eight, go Oh, and 16 or 16 and O and that spits magic. He's <laughs> like, going to be entertaining cause he's going to suck or he's going to be fucking awesome. And it's the best.
1: I saw, I've always called him the perfect bridge quarterback. He is never going to improve your draft stock. He's never nope. going to, um, win, win you a game. So you move up out of the top 10 in the draft. But he will fill seats. But he's a great teammate. And it just he, get, he can give time. He's experienced, so he can give life experience to your rookie quarterback.
0: And he's got fucking drip.
1: Oh, he does. And <laughs> I, I he, mean, he
0: was the. Go ahead.
1: Remember when he put on Deshaun Jackson's clothes for that interview?
0: <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking G. Dude, I'm really going to have to compile, like, his best moments. Like, he's just that dude that could have been on a five-game streak of just throwing four picks and lost five games in a row. And then he'll come out in game six and throw for 450 yards and four touchdowns. And then he'll just be chilling in post-game interview with sunglasses, a Hawaiian shirt, just <laughs> dripped out, bro. Like, he's just the king, bro. I love him so much.
1: Uh, like, he knows he's bad, but he embraces every – Bit of success exactly. he has uh, he, he kind of he like plays with no expectations and you know, he
0: just plays free man. He
1: just puts it, magic like he's there to entertain like right. I'll, I'll never forget <laughs> last year sure. um so his last year with the bucks um well I, okay there are two parts of this um this season that just made me laugh so through the first three weeks of that year he was the number one quarterback in fantasy
0: that's what I was going to say. I know. That was wild. And then,
1: <laughs> then two weeks later, he was benched. I Not know. even the number one quarterback
0: on his team. I know, just deuces. That's just how he's always had it, bro. Like, oh, it's magic. I love him.
1: And then, uh, I remember that, that same year, the Bucks were playing the Bengals. And, I mean, Jameis is having a great Jameis game. He's got, like, three picks. And, but, like, 500 uh, yards. And, uh, actually, I don't even think that – like, he was looking terrible. Oh, uh-huh. shit. He, so, actually,
0: he actually had crazy stats last year. I mean he had a fuck ton of picks, but he had pretty crazy stats.
1: I mean, he was the offense. Right.
0: <laughs> but uh, I mean he's got weapons off the ass. Anyway.
1: Uh, but but J- so Jameis gets benched and the Bengals are up by like Bengals are up like twenty four to three. Um so Fitz Magic comes in and throws like three touchdowns and like they tie it up and Fitzmagic Magic is over there like howling to the moon. Like <laughs> celebrating what team
2: teammates <laughs> He's the best, dude. He
1: yeah, had this he's... big-ass beard howling to the moon, and I just lost. I couldn't help but laugh, even though my team just gave up a three-touchdown lead again.
0: He'll forever be the best. And, like Fortunately, like, pretty much a third of the football game got to experience it. Well, I mean, he's been everywhere. Literally everywhere. He's been everywhere, man. Yeah, Fitzmagic, you will be fucking missed, man. You are the fucking shit. I really hope he's an announcer someday. Oh
1: my God! Him and Tony I Romo we have to be in the last.
0: I, That would be
1: That's fucking electric. That would
0: be fucking gold.
1: I really hope we have to be in
2: the last. Of this match. That's fucking
0: guy. And then Andy, before we shoot out stuff, our last little topic. I just gotta say, sorry, to fucking Atlanta Flash Georgia fans. Fuck, the dogs went down. Another you know season pre-ranked in the top ten. They go down into do nothing. Ah, oh, the Atlanta A's go down. In game seven, the fucking Dodgers, the Falcons are being Falcons, the Hawks haven't done anything since fucking literally ever. Just brutal. And they might be the only fan base that has anything to say to Cincinnati
1: fans. And, uh, and actually, that was actually a pretty fun uh, topic over the, over the course of the day yeah. yesterday. Um, there are four fan bases that have major gripes to be the most tortured. Yeah. And no, it does not include the Browns because um, you had LeBron like you had you had that one championship in 2016 like you you are fully you, know, you are done you are out of the conversation
2: the one
1: San Diego Atlanta Cincinnati Diego. and Minnesota
2: Who's the second one San
1: Diego San Diego, Cincinnati, Atlanta and
0: Minnesota Yes. Okay.
1: And, um so in San Diego, they lost their entire football team they don't have a basketball team. Their baseball they baseball team to. is San never – San Diego Clippers
0: won. moved away to, to L.A. back in the day. Um, yeah, they didn't want to pay for a stadium for the Chargers and then the fucking Padres are the Padres.
1: Yeah, I mean, they haven't they have they haven't won anything, like
0: – San Diego State, though. No, they do have Kawhi. They do have a <laughs> fun guy. They have and, fun um... guy Kawhi. Now, the thing I'm going to say about San Diego part, which is pretty much the opposite of Minnesota, they have the weather. They you do know, have the like, weather because dude I swear to you bro I used, I lived there for a year and a half they don't give a fuck about sports a few do but I mean you're walking down like the strip bro and it's just like all these bars are for different teams like there'll be like a Steelers bar there'll be a Patriots bar there'll be an Ohio State bar like literally bro like all these bars were dedicated to other teams because no one in Sandal gave a fuck about sports like I know that there were some people that were pissed off about the Chargers and you still see Charger stuff everywhere but like they do not give a fuck like, like the Midwest does. Like the way we care about sports where it's like when, it's, when the weather gets bad, like we just – you know, it's sports season, you know, from like fall all the way pretty much through spring. The, fall doesn't, the weather doesn't get bad up there. So, it, like, they're like, okay, the Chargers suck. I'm going to go surfing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they don't fucking care.
1: In Minnesota
0: um, – go <laughs> like, going the, surfing, bro. The,
1: the Vikings lose. And I, I guess I'll go to the Mall of America.
0: I guess I'll just go fucking die. I <laughs> guess I'll just like – I guess I'll just go outside where it's fucking negative 12 and dark at 4.45 at night. Fucking brutal. Absolutely fucking brutal. So I don't feel anywhere near as bad as San Diego. And the Chargers were at least like cool and fucking entertaining. They're gone. Um, but they, they're San Diego. There's a reason they don't have their sports team. They didn't even fucking care about them anyway. They didn't want to pay for a fucking stadium.
1: And, you know, th- that is actually a very good point. So I they will – I'll, I'll, I'll officially disqualify them from being the most tortured because you have to actually care to be tortured.
0: Don't get me wrong, they're still up there, though. The ones that do the ones that do care. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them that because they lost their team. Minnesota. Yeah, so ah, Minnesota. The Vikings have been pretty good. I don't know. The
1: Vikings have not won. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been there twice.
0: Timberwolves are a nightmare.
1: The Timberwolves have never even been to the finals. The Twins have not won since the 80s. And the Wild, I don't think they've ever won.
0: Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know shit about hockey. They do at least have four major sports franchises.
1: They do, but they're all they're all train wrecks.
0: Yeah, but I'd still rather have a train wreck of an NBA team than no NBA team at all.
1: That is that is true. Um,
0: That's where we're going to get to Cincinnati. Too, they obviously, we all they don't do anything. Sorry, what? The Gophers don't do anything, though.
1: Oh, Minnesota. Gophers... Go... Yeah, no one gives yeah, a fuck don't. about them. They actually they had a pretty good shit. season last year, but no one gives a fuck.
0: Yeah, they don't do shit. Yeah. Um, so, I'll give you Minnesota – I and then with Atlanta, Georgia stuff like, at least they're good sometimes. I don't yeah. know. I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather be them.
1: I would much rather be Atlanta, um, like because their torture happens in the NLCS, the the conference championships, the uh, the national championships, the Super Bowl. Like our torture happens as soon as we get there. Like, right. we, they That's have good saying. memories. We do not.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, their torture losses come at the big, in the big games, which I get. You're right there. You taste it, whatever. But, like, dude, we don't even have any good memories ever. Like, if you're a Cincinnati Bearcats fan, let's just say in this hypothetical scenario that you're a fucking Do you think any Bearcat Bearcats fans fan. are listening to this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> let's just say that you are. That you root for all the Cincinnati teams that were Cincinnati across our chest, Bengals, Reds, and Bearcats. You have literally no good memories if you're orange at all. Your entire life. They the Bearcats have one sweet sixteen. I don't even remember who they beat. I think it was in like twenty fourteen or fifteen or something. Like the Bengals and Reds have literally nothing our entire lifetimes. And I'm a problem staring down 30, Dandy. I just turned twenty <laughs> fucking eight. And the Bengals and Reds have done literally nothing in my entire life. Like at least with the Falcons, like you at least like have gone to a couple Super Bowls. Uh the fucking Hawks haven't done anything, I'm not gonna lie to you. But the, and the Braves have at least been damn good consistently you know what i mean they're not like amazing but they're at least fucking pretty damn good
1: no one thinks of atlanta and just laughs
0: no <laughs> mm, maybe some people now because it's been a brutal stretch for the falcons and, and also also georgia at least they're like really fucking good you know what i mean like the georgia bulldogs football like they're at least like really fucking good they never do any like they never win the big one but they're at least like really fucking good
1: and so georgia football they are I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I kinda know what this is like, but not quite because, I mean George is still better. Um like they're the epitome of great not elite. Whereas Notre Dame's epitome of good not great. They're George consist- Georgia's consistently top ten, but they're never ever number one.
0: It's just tough because I feel like the margin for error for a team that's not named Alabama or Clemson is fucking brutal. Maybe Ohio City, you know what I mean like if you're not Alabama or Clemson, it's really fucking tough to win a championship.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, college football, it is so brutal. Like you have those two. Ohio State is in there. So, there's, you're fighting for one spot. You're literally fighting for one spot.
2: That's what I'm
0: saying. It's absolutely brutal. So, I don't know, man. So, I, But at least they're going to be fucking good for a long time. I don't see them winning the big one unless something crazy happens. But they're going to be right there, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: they'll, they'll always be relevant. They'll never be a joke. Um, they'll certainly never be a laughing stock
0: Yes, yeah, so I, I think you pretty much hit it on the head, man But, yeah, yeah um, I definitely feel for Georgia sports It's kind of funny to play the game But I would rather be with them
1: So, um, with the um, Braves losing That puts the Dodgers in the World Series um, We do have someone coming on for baseball talk with the, uh, we got the World Series starting tonight We're recording this on Tuesday We have one of our fellow co-workers At the Broken Anchor coming on Old man, Larry.
0: <laughs> the old man coming in hot for company man.
1: Yeah. So, um, he's a, he's a new guy that came on, uh, to the broken anchor. He's, um, going to be writing and maybe doing a little video content down the, um, down the road. He has come, uh, he's coming on the show trying to kind of to get you guys used to him, see and introduce what all he's going to be doing for this company. And he, it gets me another baseball guy to talk to. So we're going to be unfortunate uh, we're going to be torturing cap with some baseball talk so we'll go ahead and, we'll go ahead we'll go ahead and cut to that Mr. Larry Dunn
2: All right,
1: welcome to the Roll Blob podcast. Here and here we have our guest Mr. DJ Derry, Larry Dunn, old man Larry, a man of many names. Larry, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How are you boys tonight?
0: Electric. Real 40. good, brother. be better if it wasn't about baseball, but we're doing
3: good. <laughs> love baseball. Love <laughs> baseball. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you, though.
0: That's the shit I love to hear. So,
1: um, Larry here is going to be, he actually just got hired on at the Broken Anchor. He's going to be um writing some blogs from us possibly doing some video content down down the road historical
0: pieces from the 1880s (laughs) and he's going to be 1910s 1910s
3: we we only go back to world war (laughs) one
1: so larry if you want to get into like what all you're going to be like kind of your background and what all you're going to be contributing to this company for us
3: yeah, so, um, if, if you've seen my Twitter at all, uh, you will be vaguely aware that uh, I have the mentality of a 50-year-old uh, in uh-huh. what I say, how I say it, uh, how I respond to other people. Do you mind um, saying how old you are, by the way? I, I am 23. <laughs> I would have graduated from Xavier a year and a half ago. <laughs> my man. Um, so so yeah so I'm 23 going on 50 whatever. Yes, sir. Um, but uh so so I'm going to be writing with with that in mind uh very much. Here's here's my thoughts on the world. I I'm a 23-year-old. I don't think like a 23-year-old have fun too bad if you don't like it. And that's kind of my mentality towards life. If you don't like it, I don't that, that's fine. Crusty uh, old very, man Larry. Yep. <laughs> Very self-deprecating. Uh, I've had that going for me for a long time. Uh, that is, if you ever see me tweet out my work, that is how I say. You can read it. You don't have to. I don't care. Do what you want with your life. That is.
0: Hell, yeah.
1: Honestly, that's a good way to live life. Like, you know, I'm going to do my thing. If you guys if you guys want to join along, all right, great. If not, fuck it.
3: I'm yeah. Gonna no, I'm not going to tell watching. you you can't. I'm just, I don't care if you do or not.
0: Good man. Love it.
3: I'm okay with drinking alone if I have to.
0: What about orange soda?
3: Uh, you know, I... You do you. Hell yeah. Good I'm man. not going to tell you not to. I <laughs> appreciate that. Spiked Fanta, if you will. Oh, yeah.
1: They oh, really yeah. need to make some, like, spiked Fanta.
0: Dude, with his face on it, brothers would sell, like, <laughs> fucking hotcakes. Did we just make millionaires? That'd <laughs> be hype.
2: I think Dude, at least, for, at least for the
0: Big East tournament, they should have like a limited can for the Big East tournament, and just like a cheesy ass Fanta face on the front of it.
2: Five percent alcohol. We've well, got 6.9. a point.
0: Dude, they would go like crazy in a, in the a fucking uh in New York for the Big East tournament.
3: Love ever, also, ever, can we talk about Fanta's only like two years older than me, which is bizarre. He's younger that than wild. me. I uh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that makes no sense to me I swear he's, he's like 35
0: you would think just from the position that he has you would think
1: because uh, he's gotten that much he's gotten that giant platform in such little time
3: he it got is... it while he was in college yeah. which is just bizarre
0: yeah, he's killing it like, where was that
1: for me why Why am I not talented
0: and it isn't about you it's about <laughs> baseball the only thing worse than you <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, so, Larry, your, your, your main sport to watch is baseball. It is. I'm loving yep. that because I'm a big baseball guy. So, you I telling those, us who your team is?
3: So, so I am a Cubs fan. Uh, I know Ooh. the Cincinnati folks love me for that. Um, I try hard not to, like, make a big deal about that because I find Cubs fans to be obnoxious assholes, uh, just like everybody else. <laughs> um, but I've been a fan since uh since I was six. Sammy Sosa was my favorite player. Uh so the first game I distinctly remember watching was uh the, the Bartman game. And oh, as I oh, as I wrote shit. as as I wrote in my intro blog, uh which posted what a little over a week ago, uh the two sports memories, and this sets up well for my life, uh is that my two earliest ones is the Bartman game and then the 2005 Illinois North Carolina national championship game in college basketball with D Brown, with D Brown, with Darren Williams, with Luther Head, with James Augustine. That team was loaded, and that was That's like my classic. first. Yeah, I loved that team. Uh, and yeah, so two losses in huge games are like what I remember vividly from my childhood sports memories. So, and then
1: you spent some time in Cincinnati and felt home.
3: Yep, exactly. Well, and, the White, Sox, and the White Sox won a championship in 2005. As, a, as I'm a Cubs fan in a White Sox house, and at that point I'm eight and just refused to root for the White Sox. <laughs> and, uh, and that this is a fun little story. Uh, 2004, Sammy Sosa's got his cork bat thing. Uh, oh,
1: man. That, that, was, that was a funny day.
3: That, uh, so, that happened, and, uh, you know, my dad's whole family's from Chicago, so we've got cousins that live around, and one family is all White Sox fans, and they're all a lot older than me. They're making jokes about Sammy Sosa. It's a Cub Sox game, so it comes up a lot, and uh, I ran up to my room crying because they're oh. making fun of my favorite player, and so my dad comes up and is like, okay, he, like, you can, you can keep crying, but you have to, like, you're, you're stuck with it. You're a Cubs fan now. Or you can you could sack up and stop crying and come back down and watch a baseball game and just do whatever the hell you want. And I, being seven, so I want to keep crying because <laughs> he's my favorite player. So uh, I've been, I've been <laughs> stuck with the Cubs fandom ever since.
0: I really thought that was going to be where old man Larry was born. I nope. went down there and I fucking owned it.
3: <laughs> no, absolutely
0: not. Not. And at I didn't give a fuck about anything from then on out. At the age, of no, seven. that
3: didn't happen until middle school, <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, I have to do this just to just to cope.
0: Fair enough.
1: Uh, so, um, we have in the baseball world, we have a pretty big thing happening actually right now as we speak. This thing called the World Series. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Heard Jason, of it? If you have any idea? what that is.
0: Uh you
3: know, heard of it.
1: All right, yeah. So we got the Braves and the Dodgers. And then we got the I'm oh, sorry, the Rays and the Dodgers. The
3: Rays thing. and the Dodgers. Come yeah. on, oh, Andy. you're the baseball guy. That's is Hayes
0: noise.
1: <laughs> so there's a reminder <laughs> to all the Braves fans that the Braves lost in the NLCS, but at least it wasn't the wild card round. Um so
3: shout out to both the ALA and Dynalysis Patrol. For the wild card round,
1: <laughs> the Central represented. <laughs> Literally, not a single team advanced. It was seven awesome. out of
3: seven out of ten teams made it. Zero advanced. It was just tremendous to watch.
1: Right on brand.
3: Really, right on brand.
1: Yeah, so it was a great time to be a Central fan. Um, now we got the Rays and the Dodgers. We got big market versus small market, big spenders versus money ball. Larry, who do you got?
3: So, I'm kind of torn because they're just so completely different teams. Like, I could name maybe three people on the Rays. And then, like, the Dodgers, it's basically the same team that's been here and been really good for the last five years. Like, they're awesome. Clayton Kershaw is still – Really, really good, even if the playoffs aren't always his best friend. Uh, Walker Bueller, A, has an awesome name. Uh, B, is just incredible to watch. Mookie Betts has been a phenomenal outfielder and is just making some absurd plays.
1: The fact that Mookie um, Betts is hitting leadoff now, it just it just amazes me. Like if you tell someone 10 years ago that um, a guy that hits for much power as Mookie Betts does at the leadoff spot, they'd call you
3: insane. Yeah, but he also gets on base, like, 40% of the time, which is nuts, too. Like, he's, he's one of the most complete baseball players there is, and it's so fun to watch.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, like, I'm actually uh, pulling up his stats right now. He has been incredible in all aspects this year.
2: I uh,
1: We've seen we've seen what he did on the outfield he had that um, game saving catch up against the wall against Marcelo zuna and then the next game robbed the home run
3: and then had another one in game seven too oh which was where he got turned around and then had to spin at the last second and caught it up against the wall too
1: he he can get up and, um, yeah. I mean, you talk about him getting on base I mean he gets on base his on base percentage was 366. That is incredible.
3: Which I actually was thinking it might even be a little higher. And
1: it's, it's not even his best year. It's actually one of his lowest years, but he's just that good typically. He's been a machine.
3: And, I mean, he signed for 10 years and, like, thirty five or $35 million a year back in April or whatever. So, baseball money is stupid. It's I- – It makes me so jealous. Like, why couldn't I have been, well, six inches taller and uh, just way better?
1: I mean, I was a guy that I hit hit for high average but no power. So, uh, my my slugging percentage was just about the same as my batting average. So, I had no future in baseball either. Like, Mike Trout just signed a 14-year, $430 million contract. What would you do with that money?
3: It doesn't even matter Like you can do literally Whatever you want
1: Cap if uh, someone tells you You have 430 million dollars What are you doing with it
0: Andy Probably.
1: I'm having a lot of sex Okay alright So Cap is no longer abstinent
0: I'm having a lot of sex 430 million dollars uh, it, it would come that easily
3: He can He can be bought I'm ignoring that joke
0: Fair. It's good call. I just had to break the silence, you know. But, I, I, I mean, if no, take, I got... if, if no one else is going to take the money, I'll take the money. You know?
3: Yeah, I'll just take the money and no one will ever hear from me again.
0: <laughs> right. Buying an island, staying
1: on it.
3: Exactly. I mean, I'm already swearing off most of the people that I used to talk to. Leave me alone. That's what That's what you're doing. Oh, you man, out. Larry. That is, that is what I do. Now and uh, what I will forever do because I am already old.
1: And but you know who's not old? The Tampa Bay Rays. They have two young stud pitchers. I mean, Tyler Glass now, that that dude's gonna be next level. I cannot imagine trading that guy at Pirates.
3: Yep. Well and uh, and another guy they traded in that deals they're starting Right fielder, left fielder. Uh, he's a, Austin Meadows is a starting outfielder for him too.
1: Oh, that he's that dude hits the ball hard every time he's up. He's there.
3: huge. He's like if you just also if you've never like seen or met a baseball a professional baseball player, they are massive, massive human beings. Um, I was uh, I was umping. This was a few weeks ago, uh, and Jim Tell me has a thirteen year old son. Playing travel ball around here And uh, they were in a tournament that I was That I was at And oh my god is he big
1: A Jim Tomey or a son
3: G- Well both But but Jim Tomey is just Like whoa
1: And a monster of a human
3: I, yep. I can, And I can awesome see, too He's I, so nice
1: Really I love I love yeah. hearing when yeah. uh, uh, Professional athletes are just good people
3: Yeah no he's He's the man
1: It's beautiful Absolutely beautiful. And uh I see like Frank Thomas on the MLB network.
0: That I only see him on I only see him on penis enlargement commercials. He needs to Neugenics.
3: be a big new guy.
0: Yeah, big the tick point. <laughs> 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 Ooh, Frank, how you getting so swole? New bitch. <laughs> oh, thanks, Frank Thomas. Yes, we're doing anything now. Okay. He reached the shack point of his career, he does fucking anything.
3: Literally. Mr. Six Mr. Six Five needs to take more testosterone.
0: <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, that makes <laughs> sense. Just to make All the
3: rest right. of us feel good.
0: Oh, nonstick frying pans? Sure, I'll do that commercial. Yeah, why not? God damn it.
1: I, I never even thought about the fact that Frank Thomas is taking the shack route.
0: Literally, on he's on his shack shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, is he's gonna he be, the general?
0: He's gonna be in the general ASAP. yeah, I know. <laughs> Just Frank and Shaq in a fucking fake ass car with a fucking general.
1: Uh, but, uh, so Larry, gun to your head. Who you taking and how many games?
3: I'm going to say Dodgers in six. Like, I think it goes six games either way. Um, and it's it's going to come down to bullpens. Um, and it's going to come down to just like who can get a hit off the bullpen. And the Dodgers just hit like, just they're they're not as do or die as the Rays. I saw a stat earlier tonight. The Rays had scored like forty-one of their sixty runs or something. And like seven over seventy percent of their runs this postseason have been off of homers.
1: And, and, and as just, a as a Reds fan, like that, I saw our our well, sixty percent of our runs all season yeah. were home runs. Yeah,
3: that's how baseball is work. now. But like it's. Yeah, I, I don't think like I think you'd need to be able to string together a couple of hits in a row, and I just I don't think the Rays can do it. Like they and, almost gave away the series against the Astros too, to like because of that. So.
1: And like yeah, the, the Astros were stringing hits. They had, they had uh, Correa, even um, Altuve was getting um was stringing together some hits. Uh, that may have been his best series of the. Um, season and really wasn't even that good, but they were getting hits the right time. They were just they weren't trying to do too much with the ball and like that. And that, and that almost just came back from the, the back. Rail. Yeah. yeah, like they they were they didn't uh, they didn't press. They just went up there and <laughs> did their thing. They went they went with the pitches and the uh, Rays are just lucky they hit a couple home runs in Game Seven. Like as right. a yeah like he had that early early two run bomb. And they didn't look back from there. So even their success in that game seven was off a home run. They need yeah, to. No, a it's, play. it's
3: their feast or famine. Um, and, but they've also got like five or six different guys who might hit a home run every single time they come on.
1: They, they just, got good power hitters, really good power like,
3: hitters. They, they run into a lot. I mean, they were the best team in the American League all year and they've absolutely deserved to be they were the better team in that series just almost choked it away uh which i would have been pissed about just because i haven't ever really been a astros fan and then the whole the whole cheese drum, game. the whole bass drum thing trash can however you want to look at it yeah just uh not not really rooting for them so i'm glad they finally lost
1: and I was getting a little nervous because I was rooting. I was hoping they didn't even make the playoffs. They stuck their way in, and then all of a sudden they're in the ALCS. I know, I know.
3: And then they're down three zero, so it's like, okay, we're done. And then they all of a sudden came back, and Game Seven, it's like, well, they weren't playing. They were playing with house money. The Rays weren't.
1: And, like the Rays had to. Um, uh, I, the Rays had to um, like chip away. Like they're they had to be so smart with their money because they just don't have a ton. Uh, they don't get. They don't. They're not in the big market that LA is, and they can't just buy their players. They had to trade, for, make smart play trades, um, make <coughs> uh, make develop their guys. Sorry, I can't talk today. Uh, they had to develop their guys, and they've done that very, very well. The guys they traded for, they've gotten the most out of. So it'll cool. be really interesting to see. What?
3: Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that they both have kind of built the, – the both these teams have kind of built it the same way. Like, L.A. didn't really sign too many of their stars. Like, they drafted them.
1: They did. Um, they've done a good or
3: job. Th- they traded for Mookie, and other than that, they really have kind of just they, – they've kind of built it just all the way up. But they then they, they can it. actually – but they can afford to, like, spend to keep guys around. Yeah, Which that that's that the big thing. Like they kept Kershaw around.
1: Yes. Um they traded for Mookie because they can afford him. Uh they knew they they could sign him for a a long deal. That, so but they, then
3: they like they trade or they traded for Justin Turner when he was a scrap back from the it's Mets very like smart six years move. ago. Um and then like they Corey Seager they drafted Jack Peterson they drafted um I'm not thinking of everybody else on the team right now, but Say like Bellinger? they drafted most at Bellinger, they drafted um, like most of their team is guys that they just did on their own, um, which is the same thing with the Rays, which is kind of nice to see, just because it's
1: it's not, like not the Yankees going out there buying about. a roster,
3: right? Or like the Red Sox are the last bunch of years when they've been good, and yeah, so it's different. Um, yeah. It's so, like what the Cubs were supposed to be, and then weren't. We got the one, though.
1: They got the one, they got the one in 108 years. That's all that matters.
3: Yep, yep, and I got very, very drunk after that.
2: It was, <laughs> up, until that,
3: it was up until like 3 a.m., and my roommate hated me. My roommate that year was a Cardinals fan, so that was oh, really gross. fun. Gross.
0: Man. Yeah.
3: Yep. yep, so that was really cool.
1: So, Larry, we – um. Can't thank you enough for your ta- time. Uh, I, I, it's, fine. it's really nice to actually get here and talk baseball with someone. Because as you can tell, Cap does not give that to me.
0: That's um, supposed to be the raised wings of Dick Vitale goes fucking nuts. That—that that I'm here for. Can you imagine weird. the
3: peri- can you imagine the the periscopes? If R.I.P. Periscope, but uh,
0: I am loving. Everything. I'm just loving Dick Vitale's presence on social media right now. Like he's been so good. He he's hyped. so pure. He's so pure, dude. Like he's just such like a good, like a good-hearted old man. Just like, and, just like Derry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not quite to the senile level yet. Hey,
1: we'll but we're, out getting, here. we're
3: getting, there. Hey,
1: we're, about we're definitely about to find out. too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So we're we're about to f- ready to get in the rapid fire round, Larry.
3: I'm I'm ready. I am ready.
0: All
1: right, I'm born,
3: born ready. <laughs> All
0: right, three, two. One. Let's go. Favorite 90s Reds baseball
3: player? I'm not a Reds fan, so no.
2: <laughs> I, couldn't
3: na- I couldn't name a single one. Alright, no, Sean Casey. Sean Casey. There you favorite, go. T- favorite 2000s Cubs player not named Sammy Sosa? Um, Mark
0: Redzelanek. That's a great name. Great name. What was it like watching Steve Thomas play? Fuck you, <laughs> Cap.
3: <laughs> Can you describe the salad bowl for me? Xavier won. We did it. We had a football team, undefeated since 1973. What was Dennis Stewart like in college? Uh, big, uh, big fan of the, uh, the Hbat movement. Did you know Francis Xavier himself? I hate you with so much.
0: <laughs> Rumor mill says that you were Sister Rose's godfather. Is this true? Can you confirm?
3: I cannot confirm, will not deny how many, dis- how many disciples were you cool with? Six. <laughs> Favorite seven. dinosaur? Favorite dinosaur? The uh, Velociraptor. <laughs> Classic answer. Fantastic. What was it like when they had used peach baskets? It was really annoying trying to get the ball back out of the hoop. <laughs> how was the Big Bang and was it horny? It was uh, yes, very, very. It was a huge, huge fan of the Big Bang.
0: All right, last okay. question. Favorite Xavier player of all time.
3: The GOAT. David Fucking West, who is uh, gonna lead me to this championship on Friday morning.
0: We will see about that, old
3: man. We will see. Perfect
0: answer, man. Appreciate you being a good sport on the uh on the old rapid fight.
3: Absolutely <laughs> appreciate you guys.
0: Anytime, man. <laughs>
1: And that, my friends, was our good friend, Old Man Larry. I don't, know, I don't know if he was exactly what you expected or not, but he's a good. It was dude.
0: interesting. Interesting putting a face to the name.
1: It, it it really was. I mean, I, we we've talked to him a little bit on a um on our weekly meetings, but that that was the first time we uh actually had sat down and had a legitimate conversation. And I mean, I'm sorry to torture you with all the baseball talk, but I was actually enjoying. Talking some legitimately talking some baseball on this podcast for once.
0: Hey, I'm glad you were happy, man. I know that I don't ever get to uh, get to itch that itch or whatever the fuck you want to say. But I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you got to enjoy it, man. Because I know I'd never give you that pleasure. No,
1: no, it, it, it's all good, and um, and he he's a good dude to talk it with. Um, he, yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't even know he was. I knew he liked baseball. I didn't know that was his number one, and he was such a diehard fan of it. So, I was very happy to, happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, from like the 5% I was paying attention, I could definitely tell like <laughs> you guys were getting into the nitty-gritty.
1: <laughs> the 5% you were paying attention. <laughs> but you know what everybody was paying attention to? The Crosstown Shootout
0: is
2: back. Oh,
0: yeah. This is the White Whale. This is the uh, Meat Potatoes, the podcast here, man. Some stuff we actually care about. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, we we wanted to talk about this last week, but obviously balls can chat. So, we'll get into it now. But this has been the story of Twitter over the last week or so, and that's a shootout drama. Um, Andy, if you want to get into a little bit of what happened.
1: Well, so, um, and as, as we know, this shootout is likely to be with limited fans, and it is supposed to be yep. at fifth third. So, jokingly, we've been like, all right, this is this is hysterical. We're gonna play at an empty fifth third and then pack the centos in like sardines. Um, ne- next year,
0: sure. yeah.
1: Little did we know that that's likely what's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. It's been coming up to a boiling point for a while. So, you know, we've kind of been warning what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, and then it kind of kept getting closer and getting closer with no answers. Travis Steele was kind of going to media outlets and being like, "Yo, so." the fuck are the Bearcats doing? Kind of putting more pressure on them. I think Rothstein had tweeted about it. I think one other, you know, uh, big outlet he had talked to that kind of released, say, the shootout, haven't heard anything yet. Ball's kind of in Brandon's court. And obviously, we had the Mac and Cal stuff, which I think kind of sealed UC's fate because they were in a similar position. You know, UK had the the game on contract. They didn't want to be, Mac didn't want to be the one to bury the, the rivalry. So I think that kind of set the precedent for what was going to happen here. Um, and then obviously we had video day.
1: That video was incredible. Not as far mm-hmm. as like the content, but the content it gave us the mm-hmm. trigger points. It gave us,
0: it was the game within the game. It was kind of like when like, there's a tweet that's whatever, but the comments are fire. It was kind of that.
1: Oh God. Yes. I mean, cause we can all acknowledge, like we talked about it with the, um, the greatest view in sports video. Brandon has a weird
0: voice. Weird face, weird voice. He's got a lot of weird shit going for him.
1: It got weirder in that video.
0: Yeah, and you could tell he was just trying to throw out, like, Cincinnati buzzwords and just ca- trying to cater to everybody. And it was definitely a weird vibe. It definitely He's definitely not Chris Mack. Chris Mack no. brings the heat. Chris Mack uh, draws your attention. He commands a room. Um, and he's just funny. Like, Chris Mack's charismatic. I definitely think that Brandon was out of his element with that. I don't think NKU asked him to do that.
1: No, believe it or um, not. and – it's, it's definitely – content creating is definitely not his thing. I appreciate that he did it, and I'm sure UC fans, like – and he did exactly what UC right. fans wanted to hear. Um, yeah. He tried to, like – he tried to pay everything on Xavier, which I completely get. You got to get your fan base riled up. I, I, lo- I actually personally love that. But you got to take some trolling too.
0: It was great I, for the rivalry though. Yeah. Like, that's what – what would you expect? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Xavier are like, oh, he did this, he did that. It's like he's the opposing coach of UC. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to be buddy-buddy about it. Like, that's – Oh, for sure. Like, I thought it was reasonable.
1: I'm actually surprised he had as much Xavier in that video as he did.
2: Yeah, I, I think it, it was only Lenny Brown
0: shot. But, I mean, there was definitely not, like, all UC. And I thought that he was about as civil as you could have expected. You know what I mean? Like – I thought he, I thought he was actually pretty damn decent. Obviously, he's the coach of UC. He had to do what he had to do, um, but I thought, all things considered, I thought he, from my perspective, was pretty damn civil.
1: I, I wasn't pissed one bit. Um, he, like, he, of course, he put all the UC stuff in there. He trolled. Yeah, there were a um, lot well, of parts that like made me laugh,
0: but like, yeah. it made me laugh how he was like throwing jabs about like us not accepting offers when it's like we're playing back to back years at fucking fifth third. I'm like. Why the fuck would we accept that shit? But okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take the jab and then the football shit. I was just like, what are you saying?
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, like if you if anybody is in our position and anybody is in their position, right? We'd be we'd be doing the exact same thing. Like if we were Absolutely. in their position, we'd be throwing bullshit offers to see if we can catch catch some bait, um, get a, get a bite. Um, but the first one we got twenty twenty at a neutral site, which is something that we were kind of. This is, like, yeah. what I was kind of expecting. Uh, neutral site and then fifth third next year. Yep. I, I kind of get that one. But, of course, if we're Xavier, we have an agreement.
0: And the thing is, why that's – well. We that? and, and, and here's what the UC fans are saying. How do you not understand how this is fair? It's like I understand where you're coming with it. I understand what your viewpoint is just fine. It's just, like, why would Xavier bend over backwards when they're in the power position? You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way that if Xavier – thinks it's not in their best interest to do it, that they're going to do it.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, UC was backed into a bit of a corner. I get it. I get why, um, like, I, I get why.
0: They would want to change what? it. Absolutely.
1: yeah
0: I totally get why they'd want to change it. If Xavier was in the same shoes, I'm sure Xavier would be talking to UC like, hey, can we come to, you know, can we meet in middle ground or whatever, yeah. you know? So I totally get it. But it is funny. And – you know, we'll get into this in a little bit, but I thought the escalation of it was funny. How it's like brands, like so, we offered this, you know, shitty offer, and that, they didn't want that. So we offered them this, even shittier offer. <laughs> right. They didn't want that. So then we offered them an even crazier offer that I thought they would definitely take, and it was complete garbage. He's like, so they didn't even take that offer. So we're like, okay, we'll give them the best offer we possibly can. I can't believe though, there's no way they'll deny this. and It was complete garbage. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> it just dude, each offer got worse. Each offer got worse, like by a lot. <laughs> I was
1: like, the best offer was the neutral site, and then fifth arena next year. Like, like, I get that.
0: I could have seen Xavier going for that, but it's just like I, like I don't know
1: why. Why would like? It's honestly, it's sports. It's not exactly about fairness, um, which I get. You're in a yeah. tough position, but why? Like, we honestly don't even know that it, there's going to be fans next year. So and I'm sure,
0: as much as anything, it changes around schedules, and they've already got that shit planned out. I mean, that's how high major conferences do it. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get into the second offer.
1: All right, the second offer. So they're complaining about uh, um, having to play at an empty fifth third arena and getting to play at a full Centos Center next year. So their second offer was to play at the cent- an empty Centos this year and then play at a full fifth third next year. <laughs> Terrible. So my question is, if that just flips it on complaining about it? Yeah. yeah. Like. It's literally, you're literally switching the roles. So if you're <laughs> complaining about playing in an empty arena this year and then having to go uh, play in a full arena at the opposing teams next year, why the fuck would we accept that? Obviously, <laughs> it's a bad thing if you're complaining about it. Why the fuck? Like, it's, like, it's like offering someone a free almond joy. Like, I don't want this. This sucks. Do you want it? You take it.
0: That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. I'm looking at offer three here. Offer three says 2020 neutral, 2021 fifth third, 2021 Cintas. So this was the, we'll play in neutral this year and then we'll play two shootouts in one year the next year, which I think is a pretty interesting idea. Uh, I just think that from a Xavier perspective, they were probably like, I'm sure both coaches are like, I just don't want to lose two shootouts in one year. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, you can lose one and that'll be fine, whatever. But if you lose two shootouts in one year, you're that's almost up. grounds for firing. <laughs> and I honestly think too, that's what kind of makes the game special is it's, it's annually. It's one, you get one chance at bragging rights.
1: That, that's my thing. Like it is like everything relies on this one game. It makes that game so electric. We don't get the chance like Duke and UNC do like, Oh, we'll just get them next time in a month. Like, no, we have to wait 12 months, 12 months of bullshit and trolling and bragging rights. Like in, in 2018, in 2019, when we lost, or it was, yep. it was um, the 2018-2019 season, so steals first year, yes. yeah, steals first year. When we lost, we did not hear the end of it. Yeah. for an entire year until we beat them. Yep. Like That's there's that that emotion that nervous. If if we lose, we're fucked.
0: If yeah, we you have bragging rights for a year. The bragging yeah.
1: rights for an entire year, not a month, one year. And yep. I both both fan bases love that those bragging rights and it just
0: it's just what the rivalry's adds, all about yeah just
1: to for that rivalry and also like, like later in the um later in 2020 like um later in the year we're in the middle of conference play
0: right like, we don't i've even heard mario talk about this it's mario always says like those crazy rivalry games like i think that's one reason we don't play Dayton. date and it's just like the, the rivalry games just take so much energy you know what i mean like it's the game that you have circled on your calendar all season. So Mario talks about you have to pretty much shield off like four games before or four days before four days after just for the buildup and the come down, because like it takes up so much energy. So any game before that's a trap game pretty much. And then any game after that, you're just going to be fucking wiped. You know what I mean, so it just really can throw off a season between the before and the after. So having two of those, I mean, they're just monumental games, bro. Like say what you will about, you know, the strength of schedule, blase, blase. Both schools want to say that the game doesn't matter. It's a stupid thing from both sides when people say that. But from just an emotion standpoint and just a, you know, just how big the game is, man. Like just all the eyes and the whole city gets up for that game. All the energy that gets packed in that stadium and all the pressure that gets put on 18 to 22-year-old kids from a bunch of 50-year-olds in the whole city. I mean, that place – whatever stadium the game is played in is absolutely out of control for two hours. It's wild. And the media builds it up and it's just a lot of fucking pressure. And I mean, so obviously I think having two shootouts in one year would just be too much for a schedule perspective. I'm sure Mario wants no part of that.
1: Well, I don't think anybody wants that. Like I, I don't, I truly can't imagine that Brandon and um, UC's AD thought that Xavier would accept that. Uh, it it's interesting, too,
0: though, because Xavier projects to be pretty damn good next season, and UC projects to lose Keith Williams, and who knows what the fuck else they're going to have. Um, uh,
1: they have a total of zero commits in the 2021 class.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think their freshman class is decent, um, but, who, in the but we haven't seen – actually, not the freshman class. I'm sorry, their sophomore class this year. Um, I think it's okay, but it's nowhere near as good as Xavier's and who and and they haven't done anything in games yet, really. They're dudes, like they're sophomores. So I mean, just a little bit, that one point guard with the crazy hair. But oh my God, I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time though, like you just look at those rosters. Honestly, I might have low key thought about that one if I was Steel, because I think Xavier's gonna be that much better next season. But I think like like I said with Mario and the scheduling stuff, I think that's what probably stopped it. But I'm looking at offer four here, which was the one where Brandon was like, so they denied all these offers, so I thought I'd give them this, which there's no way they're going to turn down. It's easily the worst (laughs) offer. So it's this year neutral, next year Centos, and then 22 and 2023 Fifth Third Arena. What?
1: Why the fuck would we play Fifth Third Arena twice in a row?
0: Especially which projects to be after covid you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this season, I think, obviously, is going to be as little fans as possible. Next, next season, year. I mean, who knows, honestly. We have no it,
1: idea. We literally have no idea whether fans are going to be allowed, how many fans, like, whether it's going to be full capacity next year. We yeah, but do my, not my know. Best guess would
0: be my best guess would be maybe half, if that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're looking at normal circumstances this time next year. No. Um, but then you would think another whole year after that, another whole calendar year, you would think things are starting to get figured out by then. And then another calendar year, probably figured out. But just like the thought of two road games in a row. Come no. On. And you see fans like, well, we just played at Xavier. So that's like two. I'm like, dude, no, we're the same thing. Like
1: What, what they're thinking come is uh, it's three years outside. It's three years exactly. in a row without yeah. being a fifth third. Well, it's going to be three. It's going to be two very
0: abnormal years. <laughs> just so stupid like, like it's just a why in the actual fuck would anyone go for that when like obviously the timeline would be better for fans when you have the both games in a row just shenanigans like I, and honestly to me and i heard a lot of pundits saying this like a lot of like even snow and those guys were saying this people's actual credibility were like this just kind of makes you look stupid you know what i mean like it just kind of makes you look like your horrible negotiations, and it just kind of makes you look like a Mickey Mouse operation. Like, this is just, just kind of showcasing, like, yeah, we were just throwing them bullshit, and just we lost the negotiation, and we kind they of were just stupid. throwing
1: out, uh, throwing out bait.
0: They honestly just kind of look dumb there. Like that is just an offer where I'm just like, what? Like, how? What? What? In, in what world would you actually? It's like this is like this makes fantasy football trades look decent. Oh my you know, god. When you have Michael Thomas and someone's like, Well, I'll give you Cooper Cup and uh and James you know, White like, you know, Yeah, James White for Michael Thomas. You're like, No. Why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> like, you do
1: James White's ceiling though?
0: Yeah, and they just try to talk you into how like Michael Thomas is hurt right now. I'm like, Bro, like this is so stupid. Like if you were me, you would call me a complete fucking moron. <laughs> like that's the thing about trades that I think are funny, is you just only want to look at your perspective, be like, Why the fuck don't they want that? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Because why the fuck would they? It a good trade is something that makes both
1: teams, both teams better.
0: Exactly. So it's just really funny, their perspective. And in all honesty, though, I'm going to talk, you know, well about John Brand real quick. Like, I do think that we've talked about this a little before. I think if Cronin was still here, the series would be in huge trouble.
1: Oh, he'd be. I...
0: My bet would be that it would be over right now. It would be a massive We would not have the game scheduled. Unless there was another party that stepped in or something that made something happen. Like, I think if that was the case, Xavier might have had to do something to make the series stay alive. Like, we might have actually had, to to, had to, to to Mick because Mick would have been absolutely adamant about just saying, like, fuck this series, I'm done.
1: It, cause because Mick, Mick would have. It was a nightmare. I, I, I'm trying to imagine Mick's offer. Um, he'd be like, um, the series is over if we don't do 2020 neutral site, 2021 fifth, third. 2022, 5th, 3rd. 2023, 5th, um, 3rd. 2024, Cleveland. Um, 2025,
0: 2025 I'm going to UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he would have not – I think this would have been his out, and he would have just said some shit like, well, they wanted to just have us cave to them and yada, yada, yada. They're scared to play us, so, you know, we, this isn't something we need to even engage in anymore. It's not doing anything for us, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, you can just – you can only imagine all the excuses he would have came up with. So I will give Brandon a lot of credit in the fact that, you know, they showed up, you know, and and I I thought it was in serious trouble. I I thought that since it was this late in the season, we hadn't heard anything yet. I was like, we're, we're in trouble. And I remember snow was saying, if we don't hear anything by the end of the week, it's in, it's in in huge trouble. So you got to give it to Brandon and those guys for at least having, letting the game play, because I do think it's one of the best rivalries in sports and it would be a real shame if the rivalry went away.
1: Yeah, I, I, a, I wrote a blog and said it was the best rivalry in sports. And, I mean, I know that's that's very biased to me. I agree with that. Um, but the merit that it has, like, it is the only rivalry that is just built solely on hate. And it just means so much to the entire city that ev- the arena is so packed every time they, these two pl- these two play in the entire like, – the rivalry is 24-7. Yep.
0: And that's that's the thing you see with this rivalry is you'll get a random day in June where there's just a UC Xavier onslaught. Something sparks something, whether it be Samari Curtis or shootout nonsense or, you know, some some former player says something and it just goes crazy. Someone posts
1: in the Yancey Gate, Pu- Gates punch.
0: Like, yep. It, it doesn't matter. Or though I've seen before like where they do like the anniversary of the, the punch out and it just goes fucking crazy. Um, and, like, and it's I've, still just people still just like Yancey Gates, he Freeze, is a bitch. You know, it just goes nuts. Um, I've had
1: full-on UC Xavier arguments at the pool,
0: like middle <laughs> of summer,
1: like screaming at each other. Yep.
0: I mean, I had them all the time growing up. I mean, it didn't matter what time of the year it was. So I, I, would, I always say it's the nastiest rivalry in college basketball. It is. I it mean,
1: definitely is the nastiest, which I make it. It makes me think of the best.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that. I think that. You know, whatever. It's not really worth getting into this. We can get into that later. But, uh, but I'm just glad the game's being played, and especially because we're on the right side of the rivalry now. So, let's keep playing and keep yeah. beating those guys.
1: I mean, even if we weren't, I'd still say keep playing it. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: Uh, um,
1: like we we can, no we can never run from it down. It. no no, yeah, no, we're, no we're never a team like we don't back down from Villanova. We look forward to the Villanova game every year, um, yeah. even they kick the shit out of us.
0: Yeah, but, you got you got you can't be afraid of a challenge, man. Yeah, hundred percent. But I want and, to get uh, I, just think, oh, I do think I... it's – go ahead. I just think it's funny that oh, all these UC fans now are like, yeah, we haven't been, why, why are we even playing this game anymore? Let's get out of the shootout. Like, the series is doing nothing for us. I just think it's funny that that's the perspective now. You know what I mean? Now that you're on the wrong side of things.
1: Right. Like, they, uh, if they were in our position, they'd be, they'd be doing exactly what we're doing. They'd be yeah, absolutely. like looking forward to it every year. Like, no, we can't get rid of this rivalry. Right. Like, but there, be there, there are legitimately chops, some yeah. that think they should get rid of it. And yep. it's because they're tired of, of losing, that. which I I've think that's a it. fucking loser mentality. But that's what they kind of get over there. Um, <laughs> so what I—they've been bitching all week because um, Adam Baum put out a story about the fact that there is a contract, and yeah. Chad Brendel whined Chad and Brendel. bitched about that for about eighteen hours. Um, he started like, yeah, technically. It is an M-O-U.
0: And Sad short pants, boys. Love <laughs> <laughs> me some what, zip-offs.
1: What that means is there's um, a, it's a mutual understanding that we're going to play the game, but it's not a legally binding deal. Um, but what he's ignoring is the fact that it's signed by both ADs, acknowledged by both ADs, and it is an agreement to play. Um, it is an agreement to play. At um, alternate sites for 10 years. Um, The only, Chad Brendel kept uh, um, stating how it's a two, it's a, the the contract resets every two years. Um, No, dumbass. Uh, What is decided every two years is the dates and times of the game. The MOU clearly understand, um, clearly states that they play for 10 years. 10 years from 2014 to 2024 and um, they play at alternating sites that is out of discussion that is completely point blank period those terms are clear what's every two years is the ADs will meet and select the dates and times they schedule those two years out Uh, they they, um, schedule them for the next year and the year after those are done two at a time and what he's ignoring is the fact that if that MOU is taken to a judge and the judge decides that the terms are very clear, it becomes a contract. He could decide right then and there, dabble to the table. It is a contract legally binding. You can be penalized. So UC had no choice. It was a legally yeah. binding deal. It was 99% a legally binding deal. This is a contract because the terms are – right there point blank period black and white they're clear as hell
0: yeah they really didn't and uh i mean at the end of the day i mean i think i think doesn't it state that you can back out with no penalty but at the same time though it just makes you look so bad like it <laughs> i i just don't think they wanted any part of of being the ones faced with that Of I mean, being you, the face can, of of backing down in the series
1: you, you can you can back out without any financial or legal um Penalty, but you will be the one that ended the crosstown shootout, so you'll be just a bitch for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, which is probably worse.
1: <laughs> I'd pay <laughs> fine before being called a bitch.
0: Yeah, no question.
1: And whoever heard that? Call me a bitch. I dare you.
0: Yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll get paid to be a bitch. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being honest with you. Tweet at uh, me and call
1: <laughs> me a bitch right now.
0: Do it. Yeah, so good stuff, and it's just all, always awesome to have a uh, a random day before the season's even in gear where. Xavier and you see, Twitter just takes over.
1: Oh, and, like, that's, one, that's just what I love about the rivalry. Like, literally anything sparked it. And it went for 48 hours. Like, Adam Baum had to just ignore it and uh, get off Twitter for a bit. Like, it was
0: nonstop. Oh, I know. He even said, like, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm stuck between the crosshairs. Like, I'm going to just sit back and enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And like, he's, he's popcorn gonna, ready. Like, pe- people kept, like, tweeting at him, like, responding to his tweets. Like, I'm not here to argue. This is just what I'm reporting.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. and I fe- honestly
1: felt bad for him. Like he was getting some, he was getting some heat, and it's like not even like he chose it or was emotionally yeah. invested. He's he was just job. reporting, doing his job.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not acting out of emotion like other other reporters.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> which is one thing I, I absolutely love about um, the guys that report on us. Like whether it's for twenty four seven or the Enquirer, like. They just—they're just doing their job. They're they are not emotionally invested. So everything we hear is just a fact, not—not not a fan's point of view. It is just a fact of what a knowledgeable person sees. Yep.
0: Yeah, it got pretty wild there for old uh, for old Chad Randall. It, it's just a little bit of a tough look, man. I, I mean, he, he's great most of the time, but when it gets kind of gets that Mick Cronin deal, <laughs> I mean, like when shit gets crazy, he's kind of loses his shit.
1: Like he, he get he lets emotion go, come into his analysis quite often and like he's a he's a big fan, I get it. I'm the same way. I'm not being paid uh
0: But I feel like he's not even though. rational though. Like I he's, feel like
1: he's extremely irrational.
0: I feel like for the most part you and me can even with stuff that pertains to Xavier, it's like, yeah, like we want a certain outcome like badly, but let's like I feel like we can still in the heat of the moment look at things logically, you know, like
1: we can look at I reality. Just,
0: yeah, like, I just think the contract semantics is such, like, a child's game. You know what I mean? Like...
1: They're getting nitpicky. Like, they're trying yeah, I'm just um, like, who cares? They're
0: it is what it is, bro. It's, a, it's, a, it's essentially... You know what I mean? Like, it's essentially a verbal contract. I mean, you, but more than that. If, I mean, both sides signed to do what they're going to do. Like, what else would you want to call that? I mean, I, I guess you can get the semantics of what it's technically called, but it just... To me, it just looks like child's play when you're just arguing, you know, what an agreement signed by both parties to do is called i'm just like what are we doing you know like,
1: you're looking too deep into it like essentially I'm just the like game, the game needs to be played
0: just like bro like this is the situation like i'm sorry that it's not fair because i'll i will call it like it is and it's not fair you it's know not,
1: but i mean you were backed into all you, you know how
0: many you situations kind of, you know we've a, had to deal with that weren't fair like i mean that's just that's just sports that's life you know
1: and and like i mean i'll, I'll say like he does a great job when Things go his way. Um, he's a great reporter, great writer, and uh, I think he covered the Fickle to MSU um, rumors perfectly. He didn't uh, like he didn't blow things out of proportion. He just stated the facts and stated why he thinks that um, Fickle should stay. I, think, I think he's
0: different with basketball, though. I think I th- basketball I think he's, is he's definitely a little more sport. Uh, invested yeah. into it. Um, I think he would love for football to be great, but I think that he's a basketball guy. But and I th- I've th- always I think he's liked a that. Reporter. Yeah, I've always liked Chad, and I think he's charismatic. He's got a lot of great qualities. Definitely um, brings energy. But God dang, dude, he just gets so sensitive. Like
1: <laughs> he does. He's the quickest block I've ever experienced.
0: Yeah, and it was wild, bro. He used to always call me like his favorite Xavier fan. He'd be like, he'd be like, "Don't tell anybody, but I actually really like you." Blah blah blah. blah. And then, like, without even saying a word, he just blocks me. I'm just like, dude, I don't even remember us having a conversation. I've never, I would never at a UC fan unless they at me first. You know what I'm saying, like. I will trash them all day. I'll talk my shit because it's a rivalry. But, like, I'm never going out of my way to get in UC fans' faces, you know? Um, so, I don't know, man. I, and it's all to me and good fun. You know, like, I have a ton of friends that are UC fans. And, yeah, we'll talk our shit, but it's just sports, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I had a good friend growing up who was a UC player. Like. Yeah. Like it, you, and every time we see each other, he knows I'm a diehard Xavier fan. I know he's a diehard yeah. UC fan. It's all respect I would have great conversations with a lot of UC fans and they know to ignore my trolling and my jokes about them.
0: Yeah. I see, I see you. I see Xavier bashing all the time, man. I grew up with it like crazy. I'm sure you were probably the same way. Everyone I knew was a UC fan. I didn't have any Xavier friends growing up. I knew one kid that was a Xavier fan. Everyone's UC fans. We dealt with it all the fucking time, dude. And like, we took it with, on the chin. And
1: I grew up with, Two, two other Xavier fans we're th- there are three in total
0: only um, my brother but we yeah. didn't but he was six years younger than me five years younger than me so we took it on the chin every single day every single year like we had no one to back us up when we lost you know everyone's in our face when we won we're the asshole no one will talk to us you know what I mean like and we didn't yeah you know, I never put it in their face when I mean, we would win I would show up in my Xavier shirt but I wouldn't say a word yeah, I might just smirk a little bit walking in the hallways but like you know what I mean? I just think that it's just pussy shit. I mean, I'm gonna call it what it is. It's just pussy shit. And especially too, it's one thing when you're a kid. I mean, I don't know how old the dude is. He's probably in his forties. You know, it's just like I don't know. But I'm not gonna say bash the guy. I understand being a diehard fan. It's just weird.
1: We we, we have the passion. And I mean, I, I I'd get the same way before I like you know grew up. And um, like now we're to the point. Like I mean, when in uh, 2018 in Steel's first year when we like went to. Um, the, the fifth, third, and got dominated. Like,
0: yeah, it is
1: what it is. Like, I mean, I walked out. I walked out of that bar, and of course, I was, I was sad. But like, I wasn't bashing UC, UC, and uh, like,
0: yeah, we got outplayed.
1: Bitching a fit. We got We completely got outplayed. Got out toughed We didn't hit shots. They did. They had a great. Same defensive years like scheme. Trayvon's
0: junior year, where Trayvon dropped forty and he was easily the best player on the floor. Should have won the game, but we didn't fucking rebound. Yeah. You know, like, we and deserve to lose.
1: Jaron Cumberland had his breakout game. Like, it happened. You got to respect yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I guess it just is what it is. And I just don't understand being a full-grown adult and not being rational about being a fucking sports fan. I, I don't right. know.
1: I guess we have I, it differently, like um, – just being
0: a child about it.
1: Like, when, when we lose, we just know we're going to win next year. Um, when they lose, they don't know when they're going to fucking win again.
0: Honestly, I think there is some to that because, like, it's just rare that they. I mean, we're winning two out of every three over the last like twenty years, so it is. Each one four. has. I don't know. It's that bad. I think we've um, won like fourteen out of the last twenty-one or something like that.
1: And um, it's to the point where uh, it, it, pro- it probably. Is. I think. I think it is that way. I think there's one. that was like. Uh, I thought I saw like fifteen out of twenty at some point.
0: Um, Maybe I, I. I think statistically it's about sixty-six percent over the last yeah. like twenty years. So, yeah, you're right. Had
1: a, um, I know they really haven't had a four-year player have a winning record
0: yeah. since that's true ninety
1: um, five.
0: The nineties. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, man, we could talk shootout all day, but it's just I'm just glad it's being played and uh I'm ready to get into this mailbag, yeah. brother.
1: Yeah, we we got some we got some stuff ready for when we when we kick their ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be ready y'all. Oh yeah. Be ready because we got some gold.
0: Hollywood flow baby. <laughs> all
1: right, you yeah. ready to get into some Roblob mad, uh, mailbag.
0: I'm ready to get nuts uh, deep in this mailbox, baby. Let's go.
1: I think we just got a letter.
0: <laughs> I wonder who it's from.
1: <laughs> Fuck you,
2: Yukon.
0: Just shut the hell up. <laughs> all right. So, Andy's sorry. Andy's going through the mailbox real quick. He's, you know, he's he got his shoulder all the way in there digging out a letter. Yeah, all right.
1: So... First one, actually from our guest today, Old Man Larry.
0: Is it actually a legitimate letter, snail mail? Uh,
1: yeah, it it just says I love you guys, and you guys okay. are the greatest people I've ever talked to, by far the horniest motherfuckers on the planet. It just wouldn't
0: surprise me if you actually mailed in an actual physical letter.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it came by from the Pony Express. That's what I thought, okay. And, um, So it says... How horny are you for future three-year, three-year captain Zach Fremantle? I don't
0: think we've ever been hornier, honestly. Like, I mean, I can't think of a guy that's galvanized us in one season in a while like that.
1: It just came in immediately, like just won the enti- the hearts of the entire fan base, and like he just gained our trust immediately. Even with like I Jalen mean, Reynolds, he had some man. some holes, and we knew he was going to be good, but we didn't really trust him as a sophomore.
0: Like, actually, dudes, at Xavier are are a uh, mixed bag, and by mixed, I mean normally not very good. Um, I, Tyreek had one of the more f- Impressive freshman big seasons I've seen in a while. I don't know Even he, like,
1: year. we couldn't really trust him to play long minutes. Uh, yeah,
0: but he, but he definitely he produced more than most freshman bigs for sure. Well,
1: production, was yeah, uh,
0: he was great. he was good. the best freshman big we had had in a long time. Um, but Fremantle last year, I mean, you could tell he could already play. He was already ready to go. He was a veteran. Um, and then too, he's just got the freaking dog in him, man. And he's got the nicknames. He's funny big as hell. He's animated. He's a tough son of a bitch. I mean, say what you, I mean. Let's call it what it is. He's a white guy. Zavier fans love white guys. Not me, <laughs> but you. You can definitely tell the lower bowl loves them. Some white guys. Um, but Fremantle's just a very, very like. I mean, he's just he's got he's got a lot of Xavier in him. Just like the mentality and him being just a tough, tough son of a bitch. And he's very just like he wears his emotion on his sleeve in the middle of the game. I feel like in a press conference he's very calm and collected and very, you know, kind of monotone. But when he gets between the lines, I mean, I remember the Yukon game just having all those oh, blocks my. and all that. And he was just going crazy.
1: That's, that was the first time we saw his like true emotion. He was pumped.
0: Yeah. And, I can't wait to see more of that from him. Like the St. John's game when, he, when Tyreek had to drag him all the way to the bench. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of that from him.
1: Uh, he's a gamer. He is a tough, gritty guy. And he doesn't back down. He is not afraid of anything. And I mean, when I found no. out he was a captain uh one like if i if I was any, anywhere close to having e d that would have cured it uh, that <laughs> uh like the fact that our guys trust him as his a penis song, works
0: everyone in case you're in case you're wondering ladies his penis works
1: <laughs> yeah, like that it can confirm it is functional um not exactly good but it is functional um but
2: <laughs> 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 God
1: damn it. <laughs> Uh, like the fact that our, our guys, like the teammates, his teammates voted him a sophomore, a guy. We want you speaking for us. We want you leading us. We trust you and we're going to follow you.
0: It's also cool that we have him in such a big role already. You know, like we're going to get a lot of him, And I don't think he's a pro, an NBA guy per se. I'm not going to write it off, but I, you know, the size and all that kind of stuff. He might, he's going to be a really good four-year player. Like the fact that he's already got this role as a sophomore, I think he's an absolute stud so it's going to be team fun. a
1: two-year all year, all Big East player.
0: Yep, I think he's gonna have a very good season this year, and then hopefully he's all Big East junior senior. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I I, I cannot wait for Big Frosty. Love he's the guy. Ever since. I yeah. actually just got a Zach Fremantle jersey in the mail. This Fire. one guy, this one guy had ordered one online, like one of the Running Man ones, one of the like the blue Running Man's. But they spelled the name back, like the name wrong on the back. So he him DM me, he's like, "Do you want this jersey that's spelled wrong?" Like. I don't want it. I ordered a new one. They're giving me one for free. Like, do you want this old one? I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it's, it. it. Yes, it's please. free man tail, T A L E, but I'll take it. It's free. Oh my God. <laughs> just, wear, just wear a jacket over it.
1: Yeah. You still got the 32?
0: Yeah. 32. It's beautiful looking. It's the running man colors. It's gorgeous. It's just free man tail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, next one we got uh, from our good friend, Coop Ledford, who I've always brings the gold. He doesn't miss.
0: Never. Never.
1: Would you give up Skyline for the next two years if it meant Xavier went to the final four this season? Dude. I'm going to say
0: something pretty bold. I would give up Skyline for a decade (laughs) if it meant a final four.
1: See, I would give up Skyline for a decade and pierce my nipples. For a final. You didn't four even
0: ask season. for that. Why, why are you piercing nipples, baby? That had nothing to do with the question. I just think you want to do that on your own.
1: You know, I may have thought about it, but like I wouldn't I would do something as drastic and hideous as that.
0: I'm gonna say in, in even final four this season. I could probably get talked into giving up Skyline the rest of my fucking life for a Final Four.
1: Honestly, I think about Xavier Final Four more than I think about Skyline. But yeah. it, the Chilitos?
0: Do, so, does, absolutely. Do you chili
1: have Chilitos?
0: Oh, uh, good question. That's a good question. We'll have, to, we'll have to circle back on that. But, Coop, answer your question. For two years, fuck Skyline for a Final yeah. Four. I will and burn I down skyline, skyline for two years. Fuck Skyline,
1: <laughs> yeah. I will fuck burn me. down every Skyline and then have them build it back up. That'll take yeah. two years, right?
0: I'll bathe in Skyline for two years. I don't fucking care.
1: Can't eat it. Just bathe in it.
0: I'll do next to anything. But anyway, <laughs> good good, good question, though, Coop. Good question.
1: And he never misses.
0: I want to hear Cable's answer, though.
1: Uh, yeah, Cable, tweet us your answer. Yep. Although, I think he admitted he's never listened to an episode. That checks out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy man. <laughs> All right, what do we uh, got next? All
1: uh, right, from Cranjus McXavier Basketball, one of, one one of my guy. other favorites. <laughs> What are your predictions for the exact date and time that the NCAA approves Ben Stanley's waiver?
0: That's a good question. I'm going to plot my calendar here.
1: Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with June 9th,
0: 2069. Okay. That is – that's an answer. I'm going to say it gets approved – I'm going to say a week from today. I'm going to say – we see news at eleven a.m. on the twenty seventh of October this year of our Lord. So,
1: eleven a.m. Uh, any specific seconds?
0: No, eleven a.m. on the dot.
1: Eleven a.m. on the dot. All right. It is um, <clears throat> little hands on difference? eleven, um, big hands on twelve, um, second hands on twelve. I had to think about how a clock works.
0: Absolutely. What do we got next?
1: All right. So next we have, speaking of the devil, we have Capel. Um, did Najee Marshall help you make any money?
0: <laughs> Dude, I love that Absolutely. Guy. Yeah. I actually responded to the offer and, yeah, I gave them 1500 and I'm just waiting for uh, my check back, but it should be coming any second.
1: Yeah, it should be coming the next, what, 25 business days?
0: Any second, yeah. They <laughs> they my investment. So.
1: All right. Yeah, so if yeah. anybody who doesn't know, Najee Marshall got hacked. We heard, I like, I have sources. According to sources, Najee Marshall got hacked. He's DMing people uh, asking if they want to make money and sends, sends them to this girl who does investing. If you call him out on it, you get blocked. I have been blocked,
0: as has damn near everyone.
1: <laughs> everyone has been blocked, but some people have been going along with it and have been having a lot of fun.
0: I like to think Cronin gave him money.
1: Oh, do you think Cronin fell for it?
0: It's possible. I would say probably not,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out.
0: What do we got next?
1: All right, from X-rated Blue Blob. Where would be the most shocking place to see the blob?
0: I was thinking about this today. I can't think of a more shocking place in my bedroom. Wake up in the morning and the fucking blob's in your bed. That's about as shocking as it could get for me. You get in the shower, the blob is there. I mean, <laughs>
1: I, mean I, I, w- I was going to say.
0: <laughs> you're taking a whiz in the urinal and the blob takes the one right next to you.
1: Oh, would the would the blob split the
0: uprights? I think the blob would. The blob I, I,
1: it I it like work. to think. I mean, I, I, that's a huge miss. We didn't ask that um, when we had the blob on. Although yep. I don't know what a blo- what she would be doing at a urinal, but fair it, enough. I would say the most shocking place.
0: Oh man, Westwood.
1: You no. Know, I'm going to say the most shocking place would be the bathroom at Nippert Stadium.
0: That sounds about right. Sounds about right.
1: Yeah, I mean, the bedroom was good. Damn. You yeah, wake I just, up with the, the blue blob of spooning you.
0: just the first thing that popped in my head. Just like turn on my right side of the bed, guy. He turned to the left, and I'm just like, whoa, okay. That's <laughs> Ooh, a blob.
1: There's your tongue.
0: was well, not expecting that. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah. That would be the worst. I can't lie. I love the blob, but not like that.
1: Although, would the blob make a good big spoon?
0: I don't think so, honestly. I don't think, I uh, like too that, much tongue. If you, I feel like that tongue would hit you right in the middle of your back and it'd just make you like, <laughs> I can't sleep that way. No, I don't think so. And those Like wearing the shoes in bed, you know what I mean? Like, just like, bro, take your shoes off. <laughs> It was like Hamburger Helper gloves he's got on, you know. Right.
1: know, know, know. <laughs> know All right. Know, know. So this one is, who is your favorite player from the 2012-2013 Xavier basketball team?
0: You have that roster?
1: Um, I'm getting it right now.
0: It's probably going to be in Holloway because this is a rough stretch of Xavier basketball. Yeah, this
1: was, oh my God, this, oh, oh my God. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be honest with you, this is like my least favorite era. Like those couple seasons of like the J Mart, Fillmore, Travis Taylor. Landon Amos. I actually kind of fucked with Landon Amos, low key. That's how bad I mean, those fucking rosters were.
1: Uh, he was the one that came off the bench, didn't get any playing time, but came off the I bench know. for the fight and got suspended.
0: So- hey, he was ready to swing. Mans was ready when they called his number, though. Who we who we who are we looking at in, on this so, roster?
1: I mean, the uh, so, um, we had Samaje Christian, freshman year, it's uh, be Travis Taylor, uh, Brad Redford, Jay okay. Mart, D Davis, Fillmore, Jeff Robinson, Eric Stanger, James Farr, Landon Amos, uh, Kevin Coker, uh, Joe
0: oh. Schulessler, and <laughs> oh, I fuck with um, <laughs> And and uh, Tim Whalen. I'm gonna say Redford. I mean, at least he knew his role. I'll take, Taylor. I'll take Taylor as my second, and I'll take Maj as my three. Just because Taylor, I think, was underrated. But, God, He does not rosters. Get, enough,
1: get enough respect.
0: Oh, that was last year in the A-10, if I remember correctly. Oh, my God, dude. Those rosters were fucking brutal.
1: I, I, I'd say on, on that team, I would have to go – oh, man. I'm going to say James Farr. But it wasn't okay. because of that season.
0: He just wasn't even anything back then.
1: Yeah. So I, my favorite player from that team specifically would be D Davis. Uh, I think he's one of the most underrated point guards we've ever had. Um, but he wasn't like, he wasn't even a starter. I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, because I mean, Samaj, started no. at, the, at the one.
0: This was number zero D Davis. Uh,
1: he was 11. Samaj was zero.
0: Oh yeah. You're right. 11. And then he went to zero.
1: Yeah. And, um, Said it's a sophomore D Davis. Um, said he went to zero. He went from zero to eleven.
0: Yeah, you're right. I guess he was. Maybe that was his first year as eleven. It
1: was, it was. Um, yeah, that was his first year as eleven. He just made the number change. Yeah, so I mean, right. ov- obviously, team guy there. Um, to let a borderline five-star freshman.
0: Yeah, you had, you, know, you gotta you gotta clear the runway yeah. right, for Maj. Yeah, yeah, Maj was awesome.
1: Was. Um, I'm not going to say he's my favorite, though.
0: I, do yeah, like, I feel you, but he put the, like team the way on his he... fucking back.
1: Oh, he did. He, th- that roster he had was to.
0: It just would have been really interesting to see what those teams would look like with uh, Deswell's.
1: Man, that team would have been much better. We had Jay mart starting at the three. When that that would have been Deswell's spot.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that would have been fun, but I'm, I'm going Redford. All right, what do we got next?
1: All right. So, for the final one. We have our friend Cranjus McDavid basketball again. He got two because this one was so good. All right. If Greg Marshall was the coach at Xavier and he tries to hit a player past or present, which player would you most like to see fight back? And what <laughs> wrestling finishing move would you like would you most like to see that player use
0: on him? Gold. That's a damn good question. I'm going to go Aaron Williams. Oh, okay. I just, I just see the A train and I, I mean, we've had some dudes come through the program. I'm also thinking Torrey Braggs, this classic tough guy, David West, just you would want no part of, I'm going to say Aaron Williams and I just want to see him just collapse him over his knee. Just like, <laughs> you know, like Bo Jackson would break it, you know, break a bat over his head. Like, just fuck Greg Marshall. Maybe Full Nelson as a, as a backup, but um, yeah, Aaron Williams would fucking <laughs> just destroy, dude. I remember the shootout, uh the shootout fight, Williams just throwing bodies. Williams was, <laughs> dude, he's nothing to fuck with. Even to this I, day, he's he a fucking a unit. He's a fucking unit, dude. He's a monster. Who are you going with?
1: All right, so, I mean, first, I was going to go Wheeze because he's just that, that big, tough guy. Like, he's a backup great. from anything. But that was said up. so much in those comments.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so, I'm going to go Isaiah Fillmore because that dude is just jacked. Um, <laughs> Phil,
0: Phil <goat. laughs>
1: the Phil Goat. The Phil
0: Goat. I love that's his nickname, the Phil Goat.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, and I God. want him to see I, – I would love to see him do the Batista bomb.
0: Who asked the 2012 13 question?
1: Oh, that was um, that was our new guy.
0: Um, okay, he's in Lester. the doghouse. Lester. he's in the doghouse for that question.
1: <laughs> so, Lester, congratulations! You just get added to Cap Industries, and you're in the doghouse. You're you're borderline fired.
0: Doghouse slash good question.
1: That was a good question, but fuck you. All right. <laughs> that's right <laughs> up there with the Would you rather be a Providence or an AAC fan?
0: Exactly. If I could just forget that those two or three years ever happened. I'm, if we could just forget that J-Mart was ever on campus, I'm totally cool with that.
1: Um, you know, what's funny about that uh, um, 2012, 2013 team. Like, so the girl I was dating at the time, like she had just moved from Wisconsin and, um, Gross. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big Xavier fan. So like I'm talking to her about uh, Xavier basketball. I get her, I take her to Musketeer Madness and
0: always a bold strategy that's like that's like taking that's like taking your girl to like the family like thanksgiving or whatever you know
1: well it, it's it's a it was a big serious move like i took her to musketeer madness it was it was getting serious at that point as a 17 year old um but that was the team that she got to see oh <laughs> like this is i'm talking about talking all about xavier basketball like i oh mean this this place like, this team's awesome i like, you're going you're gonna, to gonna absolutely love Xavier basketball.
0: It was just brutal.
1: And it was that team. Like, you have to watch j Martin Musketeer Madness.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a rough stretch, dude. I can't lie. That was when, like, the first time where I was like, yeesh. <laughs> like,
3: I obviously was around. still
0: all about Xavier basketball, but, like, that was the first time in my life where I was like, mm, we got some dudes I'm not really feeling. <laughs> this is – this is kinda rough. <laughs> yeah. is kinda that was a rough stretch. That was a rough stretch. Because like as much as I love Redford, bro, like that was times he was like our wing. I'm just like,
1: <laughs> like Jesus. he's a great
0: specialist, but we just had a bunch of misfits that like those couple years, man. Like
1: and we have a point guard who mm, can't shoot.
0: Oh. Oh fuck. as
1: much, as good of a driver as he was, like he could not
2: shoot.
0: And like, Taylor was fine, but he wasn't great. Like, you didn't have any big that, like, cement, like cemented the post. Jay Mart was out in fucking La La Land <laughs> doing God knows what. And I mean, it's just Samaj. J- Jeff fucking, Robinson. Oh my God. And Jeff had a couple of nice plays every once in a while, but he's just your Vale McGee. Like, you don't trust him for yeah. shit.
1: I, like, he was like, he was a big man's version of Adrian Graves.
0: He and did he, something
1: yeah. so special
0: like, yeah. that you remember yeah exactly that was pretty much it and there'd be times where you'd be like fuck okay jeff and then like or he'd have like even a pretty damn nice game and then like the next the next game he's fucking useless like good lord and like all the players that were gonna be good like d and far are also young and reynolds was nowhere to be found then miles davis had to fucking wait a year like oh brutal yeah
1: that was the year that miles like that was his redshirt year
0: yeah yeah so So, just a really rough stretch
1: yeah. Like, I mean, and, and the scholarships we had, I mean, obviously we had Miles Davis. We had, I think Stainbrook, that was his redshirt year too.
0: Um, and those years were so rough because we just whiffed that fucking Jay Canty, Jordan Latham, Griffin McKenzie class. Like that class was a complete talk whiff. talk
1: about Griffin McKenzie. Like he was so good for us.
0: <laughs> he did his job. He was so
1: productive. Oh, I remember I was at a game and, I mean, we were kicking the shit out of someone. And they put Griffin McKenzie in, and uh, he he got the ball on the right wing and just airballed.
0: Oh my fucking god!
1: <laughs> and uh, he was a complete The, the old nightmare. head behind me, because I was in the low, I was in the lower bowl for this game. Yeah. And the old head behind me was like, "Yeah, that's why you
0: don't fucking play." I mean, yeah, not not alive from the old head. <laughs> yeah, he was a nightmare. That whole class was a nightmare. I remember being a little kid and seeing the the rankings and the team. I was like, oh, dude, these dudes are gonna be fucking studs. And we didn't know shit about recruiting back then either. And everything was just so much more spread out. Yeah, it was, it was a nightmare, man. That <laughs> was the worst. And they were all big recruits. I mean, I, he, I heard snow talk about that class the other day. And um, he was like, they felt really good about the class. Like they loved the kids that were coming in. It just didn't work out.
1: And uh, like nothing. he has nothing. Guy, but he can't play.
0: He's bonafide screw-up. <laughs> yeah, man. But good mailbag today.
1: Yeah, I honestly really like those questions. I, li- I like this segment a lot.
0: Yeah, um, mailbag's pretty good. We get some good questions. Random stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm here for the randoms for sure.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think we. So got that's our a podcast. Self. I think that's that's our uh, That's a midweek pod right there. Yes, sir. And uh, so Something. and we'll we'll see everybody back on. Uh, on Friday,
0: see you for the weekend.
1: We got, we got something kind of big coming Friday. Oh yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's not Xavier, not even basketball.
0: Unfortunately, we double got unfortunately, but it's also not baseball. But it's
1: also not so um, so not, a win. <laughs> no, not, not not Xavier, not basketball. So thumbs down from Cap, but not baseball. So thumbs up from Cap.
0: Absolutely, State
1: fans. You got, a, you got yourself a treat.
0: Okay, another thumbs down.
1: <laughs> all right, let's get let's get these guys a break and get the fuck out of here.
0: One hundred percent, dude. Let's get out of the stuff they don't even want to hear anyway.